Have you ever been uninvited to a family member or a friend's close friend, neighbor's home going funeral? If you have experienced this or is currently experiencing this, I have a great show for you today and it is about how do you deal with not being invited to a family member or a friend's funeral we're going to talk about that right now good morning beautiful faces it's me sunny and welcome back to another episode of simply sunny if this is your first time tuning into my podcast I provide content to give you simple steps, tips, and ways on how to get busy living, how to live your life simple, and it is all around our lifestyle. I also bring on special guests to give their expertise and knowledge so that we can all learn something new. We all have room for growth, and then I will give you a boost of confidence so that you can go for it because we all need that kick. We all need that boost to get out of our way of self-sabotaging ourselves to do whatever it is that we want to do in life. So on today's show, we are going to talk about a discussion that is very dear to me because I've experienced this and actually am experiencing it now about not being invited to a family or friend's funeral. So for me, it's a friend, very close friend, childhood friend, and it's just so unjust and unexpected to me. But then there's other people out there that I have had the opportunity to speak to that were not invited to family members home going, especially during 2020. And still to this day in 2022, we are still losing people due to COVID and other underlining issues such as lupus, such as cancer, such as whatever health issue that people are experiencing these in these days and times. But because we're losing so many people in our family, in our circle, it's so overwhelming emotionally and mentally that the people who are losing, the people who, who we're losing, their family members don't understand how it's affecting other people in their surroundings. Because you may not, and I'm speaking, when I say you, I'm speaking of the family, of the person that transitioned. Because you may not see the people in their circle to come around on a consistent basis, you're not aware that they are communicating with these people, whether it's through phone, whether it's through text, whether it's through social media. They have a relationship some type of way with people that you don't see so because you don't see them doesn't mean that they didn't come out during their time of you know illness or demise or whatever they were going through health-wise that doesn't give you the right to avoid not avoid to prevent let me say it that way that doesn't give you the right to prevent a person from coming to pay their last wishes or respects, you know, to their friend or their family. And to these families, 
members out there that's stopping other family members from paying their last respects to their family members because of their sexual preference to me it's just bs it's it's crazy i don't know what that's supposed to do to the person who's transitioned especially if the person who transitioned doesn't have or didn't have an issue with that person's sexual preference so why should the family you know this is where mental health continues and this is where mental health starts it starts in our family and then it starts in our circle because of the trauma that is put on everyone with these with the connotation and the narrative that they display and they think that it's okay but they're not on the receiving end to receive these blows that they are throwing at everyone because of their beliefs because of how they feel their feeling they're in their emotion in their uh, emotions and in their feelings about why they don't want this person to be a part of the funeral so if you are experiencing something like this currently and you don't know how to handle it in terms of what should what should you do um like what should you do if a person uh doesn't invite you to the funeral okay how do you handle something like that especially if it's a family member who you um we're very close with family have their issues ups and downs spats and anger mad with each other don't want to talk to each other but then you turn around and you make you reconcile your differences me on the other hand it happened to me and my brother my oldest brother we got into an altercation because of another sibling saying something that had nothing to do with nothing to do with her at all and then it just blew up it just blew completely out of out of proportion and my brother and I ended up not speaking for some months and he ended up passing due to covid and that hurt me so bad because we never got the opportunity to reconcile because we both were being stubborn we didn't get that opportunity to reconcile physically but we reconciled spiritually if you are spiritually inclined and you are able to tap in to understand the messages in the in the conversations that those who have transitioned over that speaks to you then you'll know and with my brother he spoke to me in several ways and so i i got my my confirmation that him and i were good but if you are on the other hand dealing with something like this and don't know how to handle it and and to say that about my brother it wasn't that i wasn't saying that to say that I wasn't invited to the funeral. That's not what I was saying. I was just saying that um, with you having family members who you are close to and y'all end up falling out about something that was very petty and end up not speaking and then the person transitioned. Now you may have, like with my brother, I have two older nephews, which are his sons. Now, if they would have gotten real petty with me and say you know auntie you can't come to the funeral because you haven't spoken with my dad then that's something different but that's not the case with my family we're not like that you know we 
say what we're going to say. We won't talk to each other for uh, whatever time it is. And then we try our best to reconcile. But for some reason, my brother and I, we both got stubborn and we never patched things up. And then he died. And that hurt me so bad. But because I mentioned that I'm spiritually inclined to know when the person who transitioned can speak to me in their ways, whether it's through song, whether it's through text, whether it's through and when I say text, text from someone else, but the message is within the text or through a painting or through a bumper sticker or a sign on the road or a message coming from someone else, a letter, anything. I know the signs. And if that doesn't resonate with you, then that's something that you guys need to pay attention because they speak to us in those ways. But if you are a person that is experiencing something like this and your family does not want you to come to the funeral, how do you handle something like that? What do you do? It's hard already to know that the person has transitioned and you would no longer see them physical, uh, physically in their physical form if you're not spiritually connected to them or to yourselves to know how to listen to the messages. Then you won't have closure. But how do you do? How do you deal with that? What do you do? It hurts. To know that someone who you were very close to has transitioned, but yet the family members or the survivors of that person doesn't want you to come. But they'll tell you it is what the person who transitioned, that was her request. Or that was his request. How do we know that was his or her request? Is it the family member's request? Is it the survivor's request? How do we know that? And then on top of that, you have situations where the family or the survivors don't even reach out to you to let you know that they have even passed, that they transitioned. You're hearing it from everybody else. So it lets you know that they don't want you involved. So how do you deal with that? So what I did, I did my research. You know, I always do the research for you so you don't have to. And I found an article on joincake.com. It has nothing to do with cake. It's just the name of the website. And it was an article on there. And it talked about situations like this, about what can you do if you're not invited to a funeral. And this is a recent article back in May of this year. It was very interesting. I read the entire article. I'm going to say bits and pieces from the article, and then what I'm going to do, I am going to give you about six ways. I think it's about six or five or six ways of how you deal with um, not being invited to a family member or a friend's funeral. And as a matter of fact, it's more than six. So I'll give you as many as I can. So I am going to start with the first one. And the first one is share the news with those close to you. So that means the minute you find out from someone else, since the family member or uh, the survivors of the person who passed have not contacted you personally to let you know that they have transitioned, but you're hearing it from everyone else and you have gotten confirmation that it is true because when you hear rumors from when you get messages like this from third and fourth parties you don't know if this is accurate you don't know if it's true 
So what you do is you try to get it from the actual source. But if the source isn't voluntarily giving you the information because they don't want you to know, now you have to do your own research to find out. Once you find out, now you have to share the news with people that are close to you, like your family and your family's friends and people who knew the person who transitioned. It's very complicated to know that the survivors of the person that transitioned refuses or refuse to call and not express or notify you that the person has transitioned. This is grief. Like grief, you're going to grieve no matter what. Some people just don't have sympathy with other people because of whatever relationship that they had you know but if you have a relationship where it wasn't that strange where you don't feel no remorse you don't feel no sympathy at all and you have some feelings you are going to grieve you gonna you're going to experience unexpected anger or frustration and then there's a there's a time where you may feel overwhelmed with sadness or even suffer from depression with this try your best not to go into that rabbit hole and just talk to other people and let them know that this person has transitioned they didn't tell you you found out from someone else do not go down this road alone you want to reach out to people that are around you you know like your closest friends and like I say the people who knew the person who transitioned when you tend funerals, it is known to be like a support when you are in grief, like when you're grieving. That's basically what the funerals are for other than to uh, bury the person that have transitioned. But it is a sense of comfort. But you can't get the comfort because they won't invite you to the service. Okay, so that's one of that's one of the that's the first step. Share the news with those that are close to you. The second one is have your own private ceremony, which is what I am going to do with my friend. And I can't even tell you why I'm not being invited. And my that's been my friend since I was in the sixth grade and she was in the fourth grade. Her daughter is my goddaughter, and I have not heard from my goddaughter. I have not heard from my friend's family. I have not heard from any of them. But I've I've been there for my friend through all of her illness because she transitioned from that beast called lupus. So if you are dealing with something like this and they do not want to invite you to the service for whatever reason, they're telling you, not telling you, telling other people. Because I got the word from someone else that they were going to do a small ceremony and there would be no uh, outsiders, no best friends, no cousins, no um, in-laws, just the immediate family because this was this is this were my this was my friend's wishes. So if this was her wish to not include a best friend who was there f with her for her, and we may have not talked every day, but in their eyes, but we talked, we communicated, we did things together. We, I was there for her, you know, going through everything that she was dealing with. 
and a support system, a shoulder, a back, everything for her and her daughter. And for this to be done to me, it is heartbreaking, very heartbreaking. But my thing is, if it's just immediate family, why are you telling other people that your mother has passed? People that your mom don't know. See what I mean? And then it's getting back to other people who's telling us, me and my family. So that's how we are. That's how we are being notified. So if you're being notified by third and fourth parties, then it really sounds very malicious. And it's it's really not good for a person's health. That's where trauma comes in. And people don't understand that people continue to put trauma on other people's mental health, emotional health, by doing little vindictive things like this. So have your own private ceremony, which is what I'm going to do. It's not wrong for you to do this. You can make your own decision of how you want to, you know, celebrate the person that has transitioned or passed on. If you feel it's better that you avoid the memorial service with them because they don't want you to come, I don't recommend you pop up if you find out where it's going to be held. Even though funerals are public, it's, it's public. Um, a burial service like the memorial parks if they're going to bury her there that's a public park You can't; they can't stop you from coming but I don't recommend you popping up going to the service I don't recommend you popping up going to the burial site while they are there you do it at your own time I I, I want you to consider to have a private ceremony which is number two have a private ceremony at your home uh, to say your goodbyes and your last words. These are some of the ideas that I compiled. Light a candle, you know, find a photo of her or him and display it while you're lighting the candle. Write a eulogy for the person that you lost. Put all your complicated thoughts and your emotions on paper because writing is very th therapeutic. Whether you share your words are um, to yourself or with others, this is what you want to do when writing the eulogy. Play music that reminds you of the person, you know, or spiritual song that reminds you of the person that can help you ease your grief. Spend time in a quiet area where you can pray or reflect or meditate. Read a scripture, a poem, or a quote that reflects on the bigger picture of life or the life that you had with the loved one or your friend that you loss number three visit the burial site later i just mentioned that like it's a public park they can't stop you from going there if you find out because eventually we are going to find out if she was cremated if he was cremated if they were buried and you are going to find out where they were buried and visit the burial site later uh, avoid going to the service at the cemetery or the mausoleum or wherever they bury them you may consider visiting them at a later time because, like I say, you don't want to pop up while they are there to cause a big situation because people get so angry, angry when they lose a loved one. Say your final goodbyes when you go to the site by yourself, when you do a prayer, meditation. You can have a picnic with, you know, with your loved one. Just sit, bring you a blanket, bring you a book, you know, 
bring you a um you, you know your cell phone play music and sit down and you know just have that moment with your loved one bring flowers you know it's very complicated and no matter how complicated this is a cemetery like i said is a public place and you can visit it anytime during business hours but again avoid going at the same time that they are there that'll keep all the confusion down number four creating memory nook and a nook is like a space in your home you know like most people would have they call it a shrine or they call it you know where they have the candles and pictures of the person that passed you don't have to go to that extreme but if that's what you want to do you can but just select like a designated spot in your home where you can include a photo a candle or some type of decorative piece of that person you may even include spiritual images as well like maybe angels or crosses whichever one that works for you you know whatever your spirituality is you can you can use that or you can even cut out a scripture put it in a frame and put it in that area you know when we lose people we we feel like we are going to forget about them and sometimes we do like when we heal we think because we forget them that's healing but if you have like a nook that keeps their memory alive because the physical form is no longer there but the spirit is still there even though sometimes the spirit may cross over but the spirit can come back and visit and it'll come back because you're keeping them alive number five create a memory book so it can either be a memory book a scrapbook or you know like a photo book and this way you could always reflect back to that book and you know go through the different pages and just have a um, a day with you and your loved one it doesn't necessarily have to be for other people to look at it could be just for you so you can put you know photos um, cards, notes, any type of memorabilia that reminds you of the person that you lost. You can put other information in there like um, screenshots, some uh, messages that you and, and, the, and him or her that shared, you all shared while you were on social media. You can screenshot that, print that out, put that in your um, your scrapbook or your memory book but the whole purpose of it is just to keep their memory alive it is for you but if you would like to share that memory book you can leave that out in your living room space and that way when people come over they can take a browse to it through it as well number six volunteer in memory of the deceased or the person that transitioned so when you lose someone, sometimes it gets us to start thinking about, you know, our lives. And it causes us to want to live our lives to the fullest. You know, we want to live more. We want to do more. We want to be better. And with my friend, she had been suffering with lupus and battling lupus for so long. Even during the time that she was here I was volunteering at the lupus foundation the lupus walk 
and I did it up into 2020, but it stopped. I hadn't gone back to, you know, get back started because they were doing a lot of things virtual. And she could never go because, you know, it was a walk. So she could never go, but I was doing it in honor of her. And I would tell her children, I would let her sisters know what I was doing. If they wanted to come out and volunteer, one of the sisters said she would do it because at the time she was doing a lot of things with me, the oldest sister, but she never got there. And I'm not judging her that she didn't come, but I'm just saying where my heart was with my friend. So I would go every year up until the up until the pandemic. So now I'm going to get back into it uh, to honor her even more and see how I can keep, you know, her life of her battling lupus, this disease that popped up and it only affects black women, Latin women and Asian women. But find something, you know, that you can volunteer your time to honor in memory of the person that you lost like what charities or nonprofits that are important to your life or their life what they was into if they passed from an illness like like lupus or cancer or diabetes or sickle cell or any of those uh types of illnesses uh then look into those different nonprofit organizations and charities and spend time and donate your time in honoring your loved one that you lost. Number seven, plant a tree. Now, this is something that I didn't even think of doing until I did my research. And I will be getting a plant because I am a lover of plants. My house is filled with beautiful plants. And because I was posting all of my plant plants doing 2020, I was on this plant journey and I'm continuing the journey. My friend jumped on the journey. You know, she started buying the plants and wanted to get into the plants because it's very therapeutic. And so I would go over to her apartment and help her with a few plants that she purchased. But because she kept, you know, getting ill, she couldn't really take care of them. You know, she would have her her episodes where she would have to go in the hospital and then when she got out of course at the time getting out you she's going to be weak and couldn't really do what she needed to do with the plant so I came over a few times just to help her get situated and to take care of the plants so I am going to plant a tree or a plant for her you can do that for for as well for your loved one this is a common practice from me doing my research by many people and it can be completed in several different ways and these are some of the ways you can plant the tree on your own property this will allow you to have a visual reminder of your loved one every day um that's one um one of the options uh you could also consider donating a tree to a park a church or a school and then you can choose a place that was important to your loved one. So like wherever she would like to go or he would like to go, uh, maybe they used to like to walk or ride their bikes, you know, in certain areas or wherever they lived and wherever they grew up. You can get in contact with your with the city and find out how you could adopt a street, you know, um, and and plant 
uh, a tree on the street that you adopt, you know, in honor, in memory of the person that you lost. So definitely look into doing that. Number eight, send a card or sympathy gift. Because of the relationship with the person that passed, their family, uh, which didn't invite you to the funeral, you might consider using the passing as an opportunity to try to reconcile whatever differences you can make if they are willing. You can't force people to reconcile. You really can't. You can be, like they say, the bigger person and try to make the change and try to make the amends. But if they don't meet you halfway, you did your part. It's nothing you can do. Don't do this at the funeral. Don't do this at the burial. You have to do this at a later time, even if it's sending it through the mail um, you know, maybe on social media, you can send them a private message if, if they haven't blocked you, you know, cause people really get into their feelings and their emotions and they just disconnect themselves. And sometimes they'll disconnect themselves permanently. So find a way if you can to either send a car or a sympathy, uh, a sympathy gift. If you can, if you can't, don't worry about it. You did your part. So those were the top eight. Well, not the top eight. Those were the eight tips that I was able to compile to give you an idea what you can do and how you can handle not being invited to a friend. I know it's hard uh, knowing that you were not invited to say your last goodbyes. And it's heartbreaking because I I feel it. And this podcast is being recorded on uh, Wednesday, uh, July 7th. Um, I'm sorry, July 6th. Today is the 6th. Today is Wednesday, July 6th. And tomorrow is Thursday, July 7th. My friend passed last week, June 30th. And I still have not heard from anybody to let me know anything about the service so that lets me know that I am not going to be a part of anything so I have to do these tips I'm giving you I have to apply them myself it's it's very unjustly that anybody would be treated like this if they are you know, a person that's been in their lives for so long, that's the part that hurts me because, you know, this has been my friend forever. You know, we've been through so much together, whether we stopped talking, got back together, stopped talking, friends go through that. It's a relationship. But with her and I was not on any bad terms at all. So if you feel like you are being uninvited, being treated unjustly. Just honor your honor your friend or your family member um, you know, on your own. And then also honor their wishes. If this is what they say your family member or your friend, this is what their wishes were, then honor it. It's hard knowing that you were not welcome. Okay, it's hard knowing that. Regardless, we should all try our best to take the high road. You know what I mean? 
during these times because this is still post pandemic and we can't change you know you can't change any past actions that have happened you know prior to the person passing whatever they felt you you can't change it you can only move forward and alter the future and do better you know with each other even if you can't do better with each other you just have to alter the future to do better for yourself whatever decisions you're going to make today that will improve your life as well as the lives of others moving forward So I hope this helps you guys because it definitely helped me. And most of my content are normally discussions that I have experienced or people who have experienced, like they would send me emails and tell me, you know, hey, Sonny, can we talk about this discussion? Can we, you know, can you talk about this discussion on your next podcast so you can do the research for me so that way I can compile a list of tips steps and ways of how they can handle these situations so I really hope this helps you guys and if you are experiencing any of these follow me on Facebook in my group Simply Sunny same name send a, send a friend request or you can send me an email at sunnyimorrison at gmail.com alright But that completes my show for today. I hope you enjoy it. Please share this podcast with your family and friends and invite others to join us as well. As I always say, remember to have hope and that's helping other people every day and holding on to positive energy until the next podcast. We'll talk later. Have a sunny day.